that their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Kaiser doesn't see him. Ball is out. There always seems to be one team further behind. All right, gang, welcome to the Brown Notes podcast, where we let them rip on the Cleveland Browns. My name is Scott. And this is Rico. <clears throat> can you can anybody tell what the, that's taps for anybody that doesn't know? That's what that's what you play when you're mourning a loss. Um, all right. So what have we, what have we been saying this entire time about this team going and who really is steering the ship, right? What do we say? This team goes as the quarterback goes, right? Have we not been saying this the entire time? It's true of any team, really. Right. Um, let me, and we'll get to that, but let me, let me ask you. I don't know if this is a rhetorical question. By the way, that game was a train wreck um, from an offensive perspective. Um, the defense was freaking elite again. Not their fault. Not special teams' fault. Although DPJ could have caught that punt, I'm not really that worried about it. But does it matter? In your opinion, does it matter how a team loses? I mean, an L's an L and a W is a W, right? But does it matter to you how a team loses? Yeah, I think there's there's nuance and there's the story within the story. So yeah, an L is an L and a W is a W, provided you're not willing to look any deeper. Okay, so let's dig a little deeper. Um, let me just throw these out. I just want to throw this out here, and then we can just let her rip for the, the rest of our time here. So um, with seven minutes left in the game, the Browns were winning 22 to 19 um, throughout the course of the entire. They were, and they had the ball with seven minutes left. Once again, um, Pittsburgh netted nev- negative seven yards in the, in the fourth quarter, negative seven yards in the fourth quarter. They only had four first downs uh, or no, I'm sorry. They only converted three or four, three, four third, third downs the entire game. They only had nine first downs. They only had about 250 yards in total offense, and they still lost the game. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, if I would have told you those stats before the game, you there's nobody in their right mind would have thought that that team would win the game, right? Oh, I find the fact that the Browns lost in unusual and once again record-setting fashion entirely believable none of this surprises me we've made the bizarre the norm in cleveland so the fact that the steelers put up those god-awful numbers and the browns were in a position to win the game 
and still lost, it doesn't surprise me at all. In fact, when we were up with seven minutes left and had the ball, I knew we were going to lose. I knew it. I never <laughs> felt confident for a minute in that game that we were going to win. Not, Not once. Not at all. Deshaun Watson looked uncomfortable. He looked tight. He looked unsure. Um, and there's already people breaking film down who are who are consistently saying he's he's missing throws again. His footwork is terrible again. He's looking down and running instead of looking up and progressing through his receivers. Um, and he's leaving guys wide open on the field. Um, once again, not my words. Those are the quote-unquote respected film breakdown people on the internet who are saying these things. That's a problem. When your $230 million quarterback is missing wide-open guys, his footwork is bad, his throws are off, he's looking down instead of going through his progressions, that's a big problem, dude, right? Rico, I got bigger problems. I, I don't think I can do this anymore. Just big picture. I I don't I can't remember the last time that I enjoyed watching the Cleveland Browns. I I just hate fucking watching this team anymore. It's not fun. I have fun watching other NFL games. Well, fun. It's entertaining. It's but right. But I don't have good. fun watching the Cleveland Browns. I haven't in years. Yeah. Even when they win, I'm anxiety ridden and waiting for the other shoe to drop. This is a toxic relationship. You know, people will tell you today, people who like, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists and all kinds of like people who know things and are smarter than I am will tell you that if you're in a toxic relationship, the thing that you need to do is it's perfectly okay. Even if you're related to that person to cut them loose for your own mental health. Yeah. Everything you're saying, Rico is telling me that I don't have a quarterback after trading our number one pick an additional three years of first round draft picks and paying the guy a record setting guaranteed contract whenever he was facing an 11 games suspension and had all these 26 yada yada fill in the blanks dude this is miserable and what you're telling me is we blow and I'm going to, and I, I can't do this again. I can't, I can't devote my Sundays to being miserable. I mean, I tried to, I tried to have some semblance of, I, I tried to deflect from exactly what you said when trying to have some type of a conversation about this game, but fuck it. That's all out the window. You're absolutely right, dude. I don't know how much more of this shit I can take. By the way, welcome to our group session. For those of you who are also battered Browns fans, we do these group sessions every week. We try to have a little therapy. Um, join us every week so you can also learn to cope with the, your toxic relationship with the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, now that that's out of the way, I, I don't know, dude. Here's what I know. Let's Let's just talk about what we know. Um, Deshaun Watson's played eight games. Now, this is just the first part. Deshaun Watson's played eight games and doesn't look any better than Baker Mayfield looked at his worst, in my opinion. That's absolutely he's, he's, right. He's he's been terrible. Yeah, statistically, statistically, so far, 
through two games, he is the worst quarterback in the league. His 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 statistically, he's no, I'm sorry, not the worst. He's probably like some some rankings, depending on what stat you're looking at, have him like 30th. Some have him 31st. Um, I mean, he's just god awful, dude. Um, I don't know how much more of that, by the way. I hope Nick Chubb will full, re- full recovery. He's he's uh, been a very important part of the Browns. Um, one of our favorite players. I agreed with you. You said earlier might be your favorite player. I totally agree with you. He's everything you want in a football player. So giant blow, speedy recovery, well wishes for sure. But dude, then you have not not only do you have a dramatically underachieving quarterback, but you still have our head coach who's got a Everybody, everybody in NFL land has said that the offensive line is a top five offensive line. You have a $230 million. Everybody says he's a top five quarterback when he's playing like everybody says he is. You have um, a wide receiver room that everybody feels really good about, and yet they can't get out of their own fucking way. So how much of this? Is Deshaun Watson's fault? How much of it is Kevin Stefanski's fault? Can this fucking guy? It, let me ask you this, Scott: Is Kevin Stefanski is he the answer to our coaching situation? Is he the answer? Let's just say what it is. Okay, is you just you laid out a lot. Okay, no, let me I'm uh, sorry. let me I'm let sorry. me deal with a little bit of it in pieces here. Okay, small small bites. First of all, Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb was the path to if we have to engage in a QB reclamation project, which it looks like we do, which none of us thought would be a case. We thought we were getting a QB that was going to be an upgrade from what we had, but now we're fully engaged in a reclamation project. He's a total from the foundation up rebuild. You have to rebuild him as a human being. Okay. Because in between the ears, he's a mess. And you have to rebuild him as a football player, too, because he's looking down receivers. He can't read a defense. His feet are fucked up. You have to, he's a complete and total foundation up rebuild. So, with a roster that's ready to win and compete at a high level now, we have the exact opposite of what we anticipated having at the quarterback position, in that we have a complete and total fucking rebuild. He might as well be right out of college. Okay. Having said that. think he was better out of college having said that nick chubb's absence nick chubb is what would have allowed you to rebuild deshaun watson it's what allowed kevin stefanski to rebuild baker mayfield in 2020 after he had completely fallen off a cliff under freddie kitchens it was the fact that you could just hand the ball off and bring your quarterback along slowly that enabled him to build Baker Mayfield back up again. It's what enabled him to work with and make Jacoby Brissett look good. We don't have that anymore. (laughs) There's, we can't run the ball now to bring to slowly bring Deshaun Watson back and slowly rebuild his fundamentals and his confidence. We can't do that. Okay. And any defense isn't they're not going to they're not going to be afraid of fucking Ford. Okay, they're not going to be afraid of what's the other kid's name? Uh, uh, Strong, strong. Yeah, they're not going to be afraid of these guys. They're just going to say, 
throw the ball. <laughs> you know, it says it doesn't matter, man. Run the ball, throw the ball. There's gonna be no fear of any our offense has if you're a defensive coordinator for the Titans, you were sleeping so easy tonight because you you what what do you have to prepare for playing Cleveland on Sunday? Nothing. You, what your what your defensive game plan is is put about fifteen guys in the box. Um, I would blitz about every single play, uh, and and that's pretty much your game plan because. At this point in time, Deshaun Watson seeing ghosts, you're you're the ultimate crutch that you had to, to your point. Nick Chubb for the last several years has been nothing but a crutch for Kevin Stefanski. And now your crutch is gone. And, and, I, and we said this earlier. This is actually your point that we're talking about how how instead of Nick Chubb and, and how amazing he is, instead of being a compliment to a really good productive passing game. He's been a crutch and a band-aid that has allowed you to survive with a shitty passing game the last several years. And now that crutch is gone. And Deshaun Watson does not appear to be ready to be the center of the Browns universe because that's what's happening now. This is this is this is the guy there. This is the scenario that everybody wanted when they signed Deshaun Watson. They wanted a quote unquote top five quarterback that everybody saw what happened in Houston. They wanted that guy who's going to be the center of the Browns universe and everybody, including the running game, was supposed to revolve around Deshaun Watson. And he is supposed to be like the Patrick Mahomes or the Joe Burrow, et cetera, et cetera, of this particular team. And now that's what that's what everybody wanted. And now that's what you've got. And through eight games, this is the equivalent to a half of a season. He has not shown the the remotest ability to be able to handle that and he hasn't shown the remotest mental capacity to be ready for that kind of responsibility scott so let me get to your kevin stefanski question from two yeah. rants ago um <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do how much of what was the question? How much of it can you blame on Kevin Stefanski? So I'm well, paraphrasing. It was, kind of, it was kind of two questions. How much of this is his fault? And can, can he really be the head coach that he was hired to be? I have no idea. But what I can tell you is we did a podcast during last season when I said, I think after the season wrapped, when I said it's time to move on from Kevin <laughs> Stefanski. Exactly and, I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why it's because he underachieved the past two seasons. This team had no business being under 500. They're yeah. way too talented to be under 500. I don't care about Baker's injury. I don't care about Jacoby Brissett. The roster was too talented not to finish 500 or better. Okay. So he's already underachieved for two years, and I'm not going to go back and rehash all that Sturm and Drang. How much of it is on him at this point? I have no fucking clue, man, because to me, when I'm watching the game, that was the ugliest goddamn football game I think I've seen in my life last night. Ugly. Rico, you were nine seconds in, and it was 7 nothing Steelers. <laughs> nine seconds the that's game was I, the game was over nine seconds into the game <laughs> but that's why when you talk about oh well we had the ball with seven minutes left in the lead it's like no it none of that fucking mattered the game <laughs> ended in the first quarter sometimes things happen in football games and in sports in life sometimes things happen 
that are so haunting and so chilling and so they just hit you in the gut and punch you in the jaw they're that proverbial kick in the nuts that you can't recover i'll give the browns credit for hanging in that game and getting a lead back at one point but i was never fooled i knew they weren't winning that game that game was literally lost in the first quarter and it was i'll i will say this they showed more they showed they showed me more in their ability to come back from that last night because previous Browns teams would have just lost 40 to seven or some bullshit. But they they showed me something in their ability to come back in the game. But I never once thought that they had that game in control. I knew they would find a way to lose it. I've seen the movie too many fucking times before. I've been watching the Browns for too long to get cocky in Pittsburgh on Monday night football and think we're going to win a game. Give me a break. Here, here's what's going on in between my ears. Every single offensive snap. Are you ready? Whereas, you, you know, typically you would have kind of this, you know, like, um, like, uh, this, this, uh, this excitement about oh, how it's going to happen with this next play. no, Every single play last night, I was waiting for absolute disaster. I was expecting it and waiting for absolute train wreck every single snap that he took last night. That's not good. When you, when you, and, and I, I, I will bet you my next 14 paychecks that I was not the only one that experienced that game that way. I know you are one of the, dude, that's not a way to watch a football game. That is not the way to, to 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 have to experience a game with your supposed to be your favorite football team. I don't know how much I don't know how many more fucking Sundays and Mondays I can give away, dude. I am so tired of being in a shit mood from watching shitty football and watching other teams succeed. You know, I watched the Baltimore Cincinnati game yesterday. Yeah, Lamar, I watched Lamar, the second half of it on Sunday. Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson looked pretty fucking good. Yeah, he did. Looked pretty fucking good, he dude. Did. After the second game, so Brock Purdy looked pretty fucking good. So I'm, I'm, I'm tired of everybody on the internet. And guess what? Last week, when all I said, Scott, I told you about this. All I'd said on the internet last week was somebody said, some. I'm not going to tell you who it is. Everybody can go to my time to our timeline and look it up. Somebody said something about being excited about you know the game and how the Browns are going to do well. I mean, all I said was, I'm concerned about Deshaun Watson until he shows me otherwise. And I got absolutely fucking hammered on Scott. This person called me a troll, told me to get another hobby, and two other people, well, at least one other person and maybe a second person, told me that I need to go back and look at the tape because Deshaun Watson wasn't as bad as, as everybody is saying it is. And it really was related to the weather. And n- now what the fuck is everybody talking about? You got national media guys questioning whether whether or not you can get out of his contract. That's the discussions that are going on today about how he's not the guy that everybody thought he was. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I can't. I'm, I can't, I'll give you credit. Can't even, can't even think straight. I'll give you credit. I don't know whether it's just because your brain is scarred from too many years of Brown's fandom, but I don't know whether it's just built in cynicism, but you have been skeptical of Deshaun Watson's um, play on the field while everybody else was saying it's rust or weather. And you're like, I don't know. I'm not seeing it. And you've been kind of questioning it all along. I've been 
the saying, this kid's going to get it back. I can't imagine a kid at like 27, 28 years old, just losing it. But I'm really kind of starting to see things your way now. I'm starting to say, I, I think it's too many. He's had too many games now at eight games where we can say it's rust. There's something fundamentally wrong with his game right now i think i think it's uh it's terrifying because they've got so much invested in this guy um it's fucking terrifying man i don't know where the browns are i will tell you last night watching the game i actually after nick chubb got hurt it didn't really matter to me what the browns did the rest of the game because I kind of thought to myself, unless Deshaun Watson becomes Patrick Mahomes, unless he becomes an elite quarterback in this game, if he still is showing this kind of like um, this shakiness, this lack of control to his game, the season's over. And that thought, honestly, I know I joke with you about that. I'll text you, you know, ball game or I'll test text you, you know, death march or whatever. I'm always joking about it. But I really thought, you know what? We punted on last year because of his damn suspension. They literally punted on the careers of Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb last year to ride out a suspension for this guy. And then I thought, you know what? Two games in, this season's a wash because of Nick Chubb's loss, because he's our only offense and he's the only thing that we can do when the passing game isn't working to steady the ship and swing momentum back so that we can kind of get our offense going again. He's a quarterback's best friend, and I don't know the path forward without him for this offense. I don't know, man. I honestly think the fucking season's over. I think, God, I hesitate to say it's going to sound so negative, but I honestly think this team could go out and lose at home Sunday because they're still shell-shocked and because the offense sucked and because nobody's talking about how the offensive line got manhandled by the Steelers. I honestly think there could be a hangover from this Nick Chubb injury and this awful game on Monday night that lingers into Sunday. And if we lose Sunday... We're going to lose to the Ravens because, per your point, they look pretty damn good pretty damn early. Oh, and I think we, at this point in time, they're right now, right now, they're losing to the Ravens. But my point being is if we go into the bye one and three, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is the head coach against San Francisco. That's an absolute nightmare record to go into the bye. Yeah, because you're going to, you go, you go into the bye one and three, you're going to come out of that bye one and four. That's a fucking fact. And so, um, I, I, you know what, when Chubb got hurt, I, again, this just go, it goes to what you and I have both been saying. Oh, and by the way, um, last week before I got hammered on Twitter, you and I both were expressing concerns about Deshaun Watson. My question that I expressed a long time ago during training camp was, was Deshaun Watson's performance in Houston fool's gold because of all the garbage time because the, the team was so bad and now people are starting to finally ask that question they talked about it on ultimate Cleveland sports show today and I'm like okay I I've been asking that question for about three months now and everybody's now finally getting to that where everybody's finally starting to ask wow what happened in Houston they were four and 12 and he threw for 9,000 yards Maybe that was just a bunch of garbage time. And maybe, just maybe, Deshaun Watson 
isn't exactly what everybody thought he was because of all that garbage time stats that that people rack up when they're getting their asses kicked when they're so, passing on every down because they're behind three touchdowns exactly. Bra- brandon whedon and josh gordon racked up the same kind of stats and i've been calling it out for years because everybody talks about how amazing josh gordon was that year and i was like did you watch the games <laughs> they were down exactly. by four touchdowns in the second half of every game and had to throw on every down. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm going to say, I, I don't think at this point, I don't think, I don't think ultimately it matters if Nick Chubb got hurt or not, because in, in, in today's NFL and, in my, I'll, I'll say how well the defense plays played the last two games just reinforces my point. The defense was just as good last night or better than they were against Cincinnati. And it didn't matter one fucking bit. So Nick Chubb not getting hurt. I don't think would have mattered because ultimately in the, in today's NFL, you're going as far as your quarterback takes you. And Deshaun Watson is nowhere near the guy that everybody thought he was going to be. So, and because guess what? When Jerome, when Nick Chubb got hurt, Jerome Ford still ran for a hundred yards. Still, he had were, he had one long run, but other than that, he was pretty mediocre. They him, he had him, one. What was it? A seventy yard run. He got all of it on one run. Him and Chubb combined for about a hundred and seventy yards rushing yesterday. Yeah, but it's a miss. It's it's if it's you watch what, the game, Chubb had sixty yards in the first quarter before he got hurt, and then. What's his face? Ford got like seventy yards on one on one play, and the rest yeah, of the time he was pretty damn mediocre. Right yeah, but is that what we want though? Do we? Want- I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to disagree with you, dude. I understand. I get this. You got to have a quarterback to win in today's NFL. You got to pass. I get it. We don't have that. What we have sure. is an entire fucking season ahead of us. Okay, we still have fucking fifteen games left to play, and Nick Chubb would have established an offense for us while our quarterback sucks and tries to figure out how to read a defense again. We would have had some semblance of an offense. I ain't talking about winning a Super Bowl or even making the playoffs. I'm talking about just having a goddamn offense that functions. (laughs) We would have had an offense this year. This It would be the same thing as what he had to do with Baker Mayfield in 2020 or Jacoby Brissett. You'd be bringing along a, a slappy quarterback and riding Nick Chubb to do it. And that yeah, would have been how much looking at but how much longer do we want to do that though? Because it doesn't much- matter, Rico. We're stuck in this season. We're stuck here for right now. We're stuck, dude. And now we they got didn't. nothing. The season's over. I understand that, but they didn't spend $230 million for Nick Chubb to bring him along slowly. They spent $230 million for him to be the fucking guy. I get it. Nick, not, not for Nick Chubb to cover for everybody else's. I get it, but that's, that's where we are right now, though. That's unfortunately, that's where we are. We still have to play 15 games. I, I know he sucks. I know it's dude. I think what you're, what you're saying, and I'm, I agree that it's turning out to be a bad fucking trade, but we're stuck in it. Oh my God. Right. Think of that. Think of all the ones they gave up for him. Holy Christ. You know what? And if anybody, I don't think, I don't think that it's going to take very long for everybody, including the guy who writes that puts his name on their paychecks to fully comprehend who him and Kevin Stefanski really are. I said this earlier today at work to, to, to some people I was talking to about this. Um, you're going to know 
you're going to know everything you need to know about those two guys this this weekend against Tennessee. It's not going to take any longer than this upcoming game for you to know exactly who both of those guys are. And I mean, well, maybe for the slow people on Twitter, Rico, but I think you know who these two guys are. (laughs) Oh, I I certainly I mean, I think you do, too. I think I mean, both know exactly who these guys are. And listen, Rico, I think I have total respect for your perspective. I think where you're coming from is, and you should come from this perspective as a fan, is your standard is winning a Super Bowl. And your standard is Jalen Hurts and, and Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. That's your standard. I'm saying we've got a whole season to play here, and I don't want to go I don't want to win four football games. I want to I want to win eight or nine games. I don't have an expectation that we're going to win the Super Bowl or the playoffs this year. I understand that's done. And I just I want to still enjoy my Sundays and win some football games along the way and not having Nick Chubb. I don't know what this offense is going to look like. I think it's <laughs> I I think we're seriously and I especially don't want to win four games and we don't even have a draft pick to get out of it. So, you know what I'm saying? I mean, your standard, you're holding the team to a standard that they should be held to. I'm not even asking for that. I'm just looking at realistically, we have to play out this season. We have to. And right now, I think it's I mean, it's going to be a fucking death march if this guy's going to play quarterback like this with no I mean, Nick I guess, Chubb. I guess that's the that's the thing. I mean, this if you if you God, this fucking on paper thing again. I'm so tired of saying that. This team is this team is on paper. God damn it. Um, before, uh, let's just, before yesterday, this, this team on paper has a 12 win roster, including the, including the quarterback, right? Yes. On paper. Yes. On paper. They have a 12, they have a 12 win roster with Nick Chubb hurt. If your quarterback is earning that money that he's getting paid, they are still a 10 or an 11 win roster yes on, on paper right now they ought to be a 10 or an 11 win roster and they still should be smelling the playoffs either by winning the division or as a wild card team but my that's and and so i don't think there's anything wrong with me holding the sean watson to 10 or 11 wins without nick chubb because that's who he's supposed to fucking be. But I'm not the, expecting him to be Patrick McCombs because he's not. But my point is, there's nothing wrong with me expecting him to to take this team to 10 or 11 wins. But to your point, it ain't fucking happening. Well, so, that's that was my expectation, too. I picked them in yeah. our roundtable episode to win 11 games. My expectation yeah. was that he would return to form. But you sent me his stats today, and he's in the bottom three in every fucking quarterback category imaginable. So if I, if I don't have Nick Chubb and I have a quarterback that's like the 30th best quarterback in the NFL, that's a three or four win football team. Yeah, I don't care I mean, what the defense is doing. Should we? Should we? All right, so then that begs the question. Should we change gears and go from I'm expecting a double-digit win team to make the playoffs to back to the same old, can we at least be competitive? Should we? Do we need to switch gears to that? To what Rico, when, to? when your quarterback's playing that bad, you sent me the numbers today. I could pull them up on my phone. He's like 30th <laughs> in like every fucking category the last... If he's going to play that bad, Rico, then what can my expectations realistically be? 
he's got rookie quarterbacks that are are statistically better than him right now. But but I'm serious. If you have a quarter, if if I said, okay, forget it's Deshaun Watson. If I just took yeah. this roster and I gave yeah. you the 29th best quarterback in the league and said that's your guy for the rest of the year, how many games yeah. are you picking him to win? Seven or eight. That's a lot for the twenty eighth best quarterback. Well, with this roster, I mean, twenty eighth is better than what we're getting right now. Um, well, this roster without Nick Chubb. <laughs> I mean, I would if you're giving me one of the worst quarterbacks in the league to ride out the next fifteen games. I'm I'm not going to have a lot of faith, no matter what the supporting cast is. Well, That's how and, important a quarterback position is to a team. And let's say what it is: if Deshaun Watson is going to be. Um, worse than if he's going to be towards or at the bottom of the quarterback list, they are a double digit loss team. Then they are going to lose 10 or more games. That's, that's the reality of it because quarterbacks who are 30th or 31st or 32nd lose 10 games in a season. Here you go. Uh, Here, here's your numbers. This is from, you sent me this earlier, Deshaun Watson out of 35 QBs with a 200 passing attempts since the start of 2022, he's 33rd in yards. He's 33rd in passer rating. He's 33rd in, he's 34th in sack rate, 34th in completion percentage and 30th in success rate. So, so what that means is there's at least one or two backups that have better stats than he does as, <laughs> as, as a quote unquote. Yeah. Cause he's 33rd and 34th. That means that there's at least a couple backups that are better than he is right now. Oh my God. So let me ask you this. What you're is telling this, me is he's got to grow up in a hurry. Go ahead. It is 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 Deshaun Watson broken? This question I, was this question was brought up. This isn't my question. Um, this Jay Crawford started talking about this. I thought it's a fantastic question. They they used the analogy or they paralleled it to when Tiger Woods went through all that stuff with his wife, um, and it broke him. Um, and so the question I'm asking you is: Do you think Deshaun Watson is broken? Oh, I think it's evident as, as a football. I don't know if he is as a man. He he probably should be in some regard, but it's but as a football player, yeah, he's not the same guy he was. I mean, it's yeah. it's evident that we're getting a different guy than the guy that was in Houston. So, do you know how I could tell? Did you see when they had like especially in the first quarter, um, but throughout the game that they were uh, when they had close ups of him. You can see it in his eyes, dude. You can he was fucking petrified the entire yeah. game. He yeah. looked like a lost puppy. You can see it. People, the eyes are the windows to the soul, dude. And you can Pittsburgh see Pittsburgh does that to guys. He looked like that in last game last year, too. That playing there, if you're in an orange helmet, play, well, white helmet this time, but playing there, that stadium, that crowd, that team, that history, it's just that is a house of horrors for the Cleveland Browns. Um, we, we have a few minutes left. Uh, do, do we want a quick, um, four minute look forward to Tennessee real quick? If there's anything to look forward to, I I guess, I, I guess my main thing going into this game is who's healthy and do they add a running back between then and now? And even if they do, I, I don't know if it's Kareem hunt, the guy probably hasn't done anything football wise in months i can't even imagine he'd be able to play i don't know i don't know if he i mean he's he's in cleveland right now um they they met 
I don't know. Nobody knows as of this recording, nobody knows what's going on with that. But uh, I hear, here's what I think about if, if I, if I were Mike Vrabel, Jesus Christ, I'd be frothing at the mouth, dude. Um, I, I, Mike Vrabel is smelling blood in the water and I guarantee you he's going to fucking pounce all over this shit. He, this is a wide open opportunity for him to bury Deshaun Watson psychologically and physically too. This is, he is smelling blood in the water. I, I, I personally not feeling good about Sunday at all. Yeah, I don't either. I think there's going to be a hangover from, I think the season could spiral out of control really, really fast because yeah. Baltimore is playing well. And I think there's going to be a, my prediction is for Sunday, there's going to be a hangover from this game, uh, a black cloud of, oh gosh, it's almost like, I don't want to use the word curse, but there is like this sense of pessimism and doom around this team that it felt like week one, we had shed and we were about to emerge, you know, as a new franchise reborn with this new quarterback and new defense and new blood. And after one horrible night in Pittsburgh, all of the negativity and history is back weighing on this team again. Because going back to my opening comment, it it does matter how you lose. And if they would have lost this game in a different way than the way they lost it last night, then maybe we don't feel so bad about it. Yeah. But because of how they lost to circle back around, it's the shit show and, and, and it's death March time. And that's not good. This by the bye week, dude, we could be on full red alert. Oh yeah. By the, they're, they're, after four games i can't i'm still stunned i will tell you i don't think a browns game has hurt me as bad as this one i can't remember how long i have felt like sick over this nick chubb thing just sick like heart sick over it like yeah. my dog died not to compare not comparing him to a dog he's a, he's a good man but you know what i mean just a heart oh, for sick sure. kind of feeling and just the fact that this team appears to be, after I was so hopeful and so excited, that this team appears to be worse off somehow than it was a few years ago. I I just don't fucking, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't do this. It's the same shit. We'll fire Stefanski, bring somebody in only to find out that he wasn't the problem. Then we'll have to, then we'll just be riding out the Watson contract and then we'll go look into the draft again yep. to start all over. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can't and, do this and, anymore. Well, and, and, and real quick before we go and this Sunday, it's not going to be, it's going to be one extreme or the other. It's going to be extreme excitement because they finally got their shit together and they're two and one, or it's going to be an extreme fucking train wreck, Scott. So if you're looking for some type of even keel experience on Sunday where it's kind of in the middle someplace, uh, -uh not going to happen. It's going to be one extreme or the other. So you probably ought to eat your Wheaties before you turn the game on. Oh, man. All right, dude. Take care, buddy. Yeah, you too. Go Browns. Go Browns. Cleveland Browns, all day, all night. Ever wonder if rock and roll is dead? Does the music we grew up loving align with modern sensibilities? Or should it be relegated to the dustbin of regrettable rock history? Oh.
My name is Scott. And this is Rico. We are your rock and roll pathologists. Join us as we take your favorite songs and put them under the knife every week on Rock and Roll Autopsy. New episodes every Sunday at midnight, wherever you stream your podcasts. The Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast.